Life Audio. This entire week, these final few psalms that we are studying start and end with the call to praise God. But each day, there's a little bit different of an emphasis. Today's emphasis is praising God during battle, specifically warfare. And today's psalm is essentially a victory song. I don't know about you, but I have had seasons in my life where I've been going through warfare and sometimes I forget to praise God in the middle of that because of the circumstances. We're going to talk about all of that and more today on today's episode. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today is our second to last day of the Psalm series that we've been going through. And we're talking about Psalm 149 today. And, you know, as we've been going through the Psalms, one of the things that we continue to hone in on is the worship and the praise that's in the Psalms. And as a reminder, the reason why we decided to study the Psalms was to have this really good foundation because we know that the Psalms was the hymn book and the prayer book of both Jesus and the disciples. If we are seeking after to know the heart of God, to know and hear Jesus's voice more clearly. To me, it made really good sense to understand what he himself referred to as his prayer book and his songbook and how he praised God. And we have to recognize that Jesus and the disciples not only knew the Torah, but they knew the Psalms intimately. And I think that's kind of what we accomplished through this season. And so we're going to finish strong. We're going through Psalm 149 today. I just want to let you know before we dive in that next week, starting on Monday, we're going to be going through the She Hears Bible Study content together, which is a six-week study looking through the lens of women in the life of Jesus. And so we start with his mother and you know, some of these women that we're studying in scripture, we're going to study them probably in a different way than you have studied them in the past. And so there's different women that have different focuses for each week. But along with those focuses, I take the history, the culture, the background information and help you have a really good picture of what was going on. And then also I teach the color method of Bible study, which is a very simple inductive Bible study method that will give you the tools that you need to study the scriptures long after that Bible Bible study is over. So if you want to pick up a copy of that, you can go to shehears.org and you can follow along on the podcast with your own copy. And then once a week on Thursdays, we're going to have a live in the Facebook group where I answer any questions you have about that particular week. So praying for you, even right now, if you're deciding to join us, I pray that that will be a blessing for you. 
As we go through the Psalms, just a reminder that in the show notes of every episode, there's also a journaling prompt because journaling is an excellent way to get this information from your head into your heart. If you would like all of those together, I can send those to you on Mondays in the newsletter where you get those that recap and all of those journaling prompts together. Or if you'd like previous episodes, you can go to the resources section, go to shehears.org slash resources and look for the guided Psalms journals. Again, just more things to bless you and help you grow in your walk with the Lord. So today we're going through Psalm 149 and I'm reading from the NIV starting at verse one. Praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. What you'll notice about this psalm, as well as all of the psalms that we're studying this week, is, of course, the opening of the hallelujah, the call to praise the Lord, both in the beginning and in the end. And, you know, in your English Bible, in the NIV, it's going to say praise the Lord. But in the original language, it actually said that word hallelujah. And so we're going through day by day of these final five psalms, this final doxology, and we're looking at this idea of beginning and ending with the hallelujah. And And that is the setting for each of these psalms. But today's psalm is interesting because it is within the context of warfare. And so today's psalm is a victory song. And the psalmist is looking at this idea of being ready and being ready for God to execute judgment on those that are wicked, whether it's the the various rulers or the surrounding nations. And I love that perspective because it takes our responsibility out of it. And not to say that we don't have a responsibility to stand up as believers within a dark world. That's not what I'm saying. But so often I think we can walk away feeling powerless against some of the darkness of this world. And this psalm reminds us to step back and trust God within spiritual warfare, within physical warfare, within emotional warfare, that God is the one that's in control and God is the one that executes judgment. That's his responsibility. So as we start with this opening call to praise, this hallelujah, the psalmist then goes on to urge the congregation of God's people. Remember when it says the assembly of his faithful people, he's talking to Israel, but for modern readers, that would refer to Christians. We could consider ourselves in that same camp. And the psalmist is reminding them and us to sing a new song to God. Some of that verbiage may sound familiar to you because a lot of modern day praise and worship songs integrate some of this language. In fact, they integrate a lot of the psalm language, but specifically that new song is what I'm referring to. And that idea of the new song, it it happens other places in the psalm, specifically Psalm 33, 40, 96, 98, 144. And then we also see it in Isaiah chapter 42. And then even in the book of Revelation, chapters five and also chapters 14. In those contexts, the idea of singing a new song it is connected to warfare. So a new song is a hymn of victory that is sung after God 
has made all things new by his defeat of the forces of evil. So the new song, that victory song, is something that is sung after the battle has been won. In verses 2 through 5, we see this idea of Israel praising God. And most of this section is, again, a call for God's people to join together in worship. I believe that this is especially important in the setting of warfare because we know that God inhabits is the praises of his people. And some of these battles that we fight are not fought in the physical, they're fought in the spiritual. There's a specific element of worship that opens up our hearts and puts it in this posture of praise that invites God to inhabit habit our praises. And so what we see here is the psalmist is talking about how God deserves their praise because he's not only their maker, but he's their king. And so in response to that, their praise should not be dull or an afterthought, but it should be done with enthusiasm and they should be participating it and they should be dancing and playing instruments and singing. It is a celebration of God's role as king in their life, king over their circumstances, king over the warfare that they're in, king over whatever situation they're, they're facing. And the key is that they're to praise God continually, even when they're in their beds ready to go to sleep. And why should they be praising them? Because he is the one that gives them victory. There's some power in that, friends. In the middle of your war, we praise God because he is the one that gives us the victory. Verses six through nine go on to talk about praising God in the midst of the battle. And if there was any doubt in our minds that this is a psalm where the original setting was warfare, we no longer doubt that when we get to this section because the people are to praise God with with their mouths, but also while holding this double-edged sword. And so the purpose of their warfare is to carry out whatever the sentence is, whatever has been issued by God, probably against other nations. And this characterization of warfare is an act of vengeance. It's indication that the nations had some, in some way come against Israel to harm Israel. And this next step is their punishment. You know, there's a lot of this in the Old Testament, throughout the Old Testament, and even throughout the Psalms, where we see these surrounding nations attacking Israel. You know, we have the the captivity, or we see, you know, coming out of Egypt, the, the Pharaoh chasing them. It's a constant thread that we see throughout Israel's history. But even though we might not necessarily see God's hand of redemption and vengeance or victory in our individual situations, we have to know that it's coming. Even if we can't see it right now, we have to know that it's coming. And that response, knowing that it's coming, is what prompts us to praise God. And so in this section, we know that there's this execution of God's judgment against these surrounding nations. And that judgment is bringing glory to the situation. And so there's a lot of these kinds of themes throughout this psalm. You know, I want to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to finish up and then reread Psalm 149. Stay tuned. As modern readers, sometimes this kind of psalm could be kind of difficult for us to understand. But essentially what this is, is a hymn that is celebrating God giving his people victory and also them, him being with them as they carry out the sentencing of God against those that have harmed his people. And I like that 
perspective because so often we are just called to trust God and trust his faithfulness, trust his hand of protection and provision. We don't always see the other side of that when God has vengeance against those that have harmed his people. And so if we do get the opportunity to see that this side of heaven, it's it's humbling for sure because we see the power of God. And so this psalm joins many others where the setting is warfare, but it's a little bit different because we see this vengeance, this victory that's that's happening in the midst of this war. You know, Jesus told his followers through Peter to put away their swords. But the New Testament always informs Christians that we are in the middle of a battle. But what does that even mean? The battle's not always against flesh and blood, meaning it's not always human battle that we're facing. But the scripture says that the battle is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We read about that in Ephesians. And so while a physical double-edged sword does not help in a spiritual battle, Paul tells us that we are to use the sword of the spirit, which what is that? That is the word of God. We read about that again in Ephesians 6. And we're supposed to be conscious and mindful of this spiritual battle all the time. And, you know, I think it's a, uh, I guess I would say a mistake. It's a mistake for us to think that the world that we live in as believers is neutral. It's not neutral. The enemy hates us. The enemy hated Jesus. The enemy hates God. The enemy hates the Holy Spirit. And the enemy hates us. We do not live in a neutral environment. And so we have to have it in the forefront of our mind that we are constantly in a spiritual battle, but yet we have the tools to fight. We have the word of God. That's how we fight that spiritual battle. And so Psalm 149 is this powerful reminder, and it can serve as this model prayer for us as believers as we sing our new song today, because we have to be mindful of the fact that Christ will come again. Scripture says he will come with a sword in his mouth and he will bring victory over all of God's enemies and the people will once again sing a new song. We find that in Revelations. In the middle of your war, you cannot lose sight of the fact that Jesus already has the victory. That's what prompts us to praise God. That's what prompts us to pray. That's what prompts us to begin and end those situations with a hallelujah. So given that insight, I'm going to go back and read Psalm 149, starting at verse one. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise and the assembly of his faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all his faithful people. Praise the Lord. Father God, we thank you that we are not alone in battle, that even in this section of scripture, we see that vengeance is yours, that you are the one that brings the victory. God, help us to remember that when we are in the middle of our battle, that we are not alone, but yet help us to praise you, Father God, because we know that you are the one that brings the victory. God, we thank you for the victory that we have in Jesus, that because of him, we can have eternal 
communion and relationship with you. God, we thank you for your provision for us in that way. Lord, I pray for my friend today that you would overwhelm them with your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know. I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org, where there are also some really good resources to help you in your spiritual growth. I pray that they are a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.